Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. This week we're opening up season four of the 100 Masked Men series, my fourth and final series, where I anonymously interview different men from all walks of life about self-identity, self-worth, and self-love in relationships. Masked Man number 77 is the man behind the walls. He bravely shares two love stories and how those experiences have made it really difficult for him to trust in new relationships today. I really like how honest he is in explaining why he resorts to the shutdown method, not because he doesn't have feelings, but because he doesn't want to hurt or be hurt. In this episode, we discuss what it means to be truly in love, how much status is involved in how we choose our partners, and the balance in having a desire to be needed in a relationship, along with being able to fulfill your own needs. Let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the show. So I've been getting this a lot where a lot of my female listeners will ask me, like, do guys have feelings? You know, because I always see the receiving end and the receiving end is always like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this. And I see the pain and I see like how how they repair that pain. But I don't know what it's like on the other side. So like if you have you ever done any wrong to a woman and how did you feel after? Is that something that? you think about every day? Do you end up apologizing? Like what's been that approach for you? Oh, it's different. It's different every time. And by wrong, I think I'm, I'm really bad when it's coming towards the end on anything. So that goes from either direction. If it comes from their end, like they're trying to end it with me, I'm bad at handling that. And from my end, like my big thing is I, I can't stand hurting somebody, let alone a girl. So I just kind of Irish goodbye it, which is not a positive quality. It's been something in the past where it's like, I just kind of let it go. It's I, I wouldn't even call it ghosting. It's like kind of a level above that. It's like you're talking with someone every day and then suddenly you're not. And it it does eat at you. Like it, it's not the kind of thing where you're just like, all right, we're out of that one. It's mm -hmm. like, ah, shit, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to hurt feelings. And so you try not to communicate to not hurt feelings, but then you do, because that's what, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's funny that we try to avoid hurting other people or just like creating pain in general and just avoiding it, but you end up creating more, more pain in that avoidance, right? hundred so, percent agree. Yes. So how would you kind of change? change that behavior next time or how would you like <laughs> how would you like to have that conversation next time it's kind of hypocritical but i always say like it's it's a flaw because i always say like all right i won't do that again and then usually the way life happens is when you're talking with someone it's not when you were planning it it just kind of happens and then you know everything else is going on in life and then you get into it and you're like, oh shit, I can't right now. Or like, oh, I don't feel that way about this person, but I don't want to, you know. So I, I feel like I've, I've been a repeat offender on that a lot. What I don't want to go to is, is where, you know, then I'm just kind of avoiding those situations altogether. Cause then, you know, you're not dating, you're not talking with anyone that like, that doesn't work, but it's kind of like, I'd rather just, be able to be kind of blunt in the future, which is difficult because the problem with being blunt 
and I like being blunt in a lot of my life with people just to say what it is. The problem with being blunt in like dating and with women is that when you're blunt, feelings are going to get hurt. There's, there's really no way around that. So it's kind of like, are you willing to be, or in this case, am I willing to be a little confrontational with that by default? I don't know. You know, I end up doing passive confrontation by avoiding it. So it's kind of like, no matter what I do, it's, it's, it's not right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to be blunt though, then you would expect the other to be blunt back and yes. out of the expectation that they're going to, they're going to be hurt or you're going to hurt their feelings. Like you're going to hurt their feelings, whether you're blunt right now, or you're kind of a delayed passive blunt. So why, why does it matter? Why do you hesitate? If I don't know. I think that's right? the problem. It's, I feel like in a lot of things, it's not just with women and, and dating and a lot of things in life, a lot of us have these patterns and a lot of times we can't recognize it, but I find that even when we do, you have to be intensely focused on that thing to break it. Intensely mm -hmm. focused, right? So when you're going about life and dealing with all the other shit and, and trying to figure this out or move from this thing to that thing. And then in the middle of it, you have a situation like that. I can't say that I'm fully paying attention. Like, okay, why am I doing this? What am I doing? I've done this before. Don't do this again. Okay. You know, am, am I going to, am I going to be communicative or am I not? You know, it, it's not, there's not enough of a presence of mind in my opinion, like from my end when that's happening, I kind of notice a month later and I'm like, Oh, and now it's too late. Now mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you have to be respectful and, and not, not go digging up that again. You know, anything that I can look back and really laugh at myself on, like there's probably four or five situations in my life with women where I can look back and sometimes I, I'll, you know, I could still go find the text, I'm sure. And it's like, Oh, what was going on there? What was, what was, what was the thought process there? <laughs> what, what were you doing? You know? So it's happened again and again. That hasn't happened in a long time now. Okay. Wood, but, you know, you fall into these patterns if you're not completely focused and paying attention to them. Do you have an example of maybe like the most recent time? And what was that? What was that text combo? Oh, God. Um, yeah. And actually, that was a while ago now, which is a good sign. But... <laughs> It was like we were talking. There was a lot of, there was heavy interest on both sides. And it was like over a somewhat longer period of time. Not, it's hard to say it that way, but like this is someone I'd known a little bit. And we'd always kind of liked each other, but we're in different places, different things. And then once I kind of, well, she put it out there and we were together one time without saying anything. And then I was like, oh, I think I got to do something about this. And then I put it out there on text, playing it cool. And kind of went back and forth and then got to a point where we saw each other again after a lot of bullshit. And it was great. Mm -hmm. And so in my head, I was like, oh, damn, like this just hit. Wow, this is going to be easy. And then I'm not going to put it this way. I, I had a couple other people in my ear. Mm -hmm. And it is, I do want to say this, 
when you take advice, it is your fault. Okay. That's it, right? Like no one is telling you you have to do X, Y, or Z. Like you are deciding to listen. If you're so insecure in the moment that you listen to bad advice, that's on you. So that's kind of what I did. And I went from being pretty free flowing and open about whatever to playing it cool, being uh-huh. the not responsive guy, whatever. And then that drove her nuts. She had trust issues, very righteously so, by the way. And then it just kind of exploded. And then she went in one direction. I went in another. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then I tried to come back. And it was cringe city. They're so cringy. I can look at those texts and laugh my ass off because I'm like, I can't believe you wrote that, let alone sober. But wow. You know, we, we do some dumb shit as guys. What did you but, say? Like, yeah. did you apologize? Like, what's like a cringy text? Uh, I don't think I ever received these. So I'm just so curious. I mean, there was more context to it. It wasn't like so much as an apology because I, I talked to her in person and then you know, she was going to be moving away and everything. So I was like, oh, well, that's that. And then I was like texting her like, oh, you can always talk to me, like <laughs> all this shit. And then it was just awkward. And then, you know, she was a games type too. Like she liked to play games. Mm-hmm. And then we'd never really talked again. It was mm-hmm. weird. But she would like, she still played games for a little while, which was double weird. Because then it was like, well, I gave away all the leverage. I'm dead, right? So I'm done. Whatever life went on. And then I'm like, wait, what's then suddenly like she popped back up. So then it went to my point where I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe the guys we were talking about just don't say anything and be a complete mystery, have something right. But uh-huh. that's not it's not the way to be like it's if, if your chances are if you're going to be playing games like that with someone. You and them are not for each other. In, in all like most of the time because it's not that's a bad sign it doesn't mean they're a bad person it doesn't mean you're a bad person it means that like the time it was happening and the way you two were going after it it's like there was obviously not enough trust there or enough shaky ground that it got to a point where it's like all right we cannot mm-hmm. you got to cut the cord on both ends mm-hmm. what's the fear of like oh shit, like I really vibe with this person. Like what's the fear of not just going all in? Because why did you have to entertain other people and start like acting cool and blah, blah, blah. If like you truly both were so into each other, like that's so rare. Yeah, that one sticks out. Mm -hmm. That one definitely sticks out. So it made it kind of more cringy after the fact where it was like, damn, I really... That was, that was the end of that was really shaky for me. You know, it's not, it's not a good look, but I think everyone's shaped by experiences. And I think I'm no different. You know, I'm, I'm focused on my career obviously right now. And so that's a big part of what I do because I want to be able, I'm at a point in my twenties where I can work all the time and build something and, you know, then kind of have a little bit of the world as my oyster later. So now's the time to do it. It's not like you can really do that when you're 40. It's pretty damn hard. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to be settled down by then. But, you know, it's also when I, I try to step out of my comfort zone once in a while. And I don't really do this anymore now. Cause I, I you know, 
it just hasn't worked. But once in a while, I will force myself to like say something to be open about stuff because that's not my, it's not my MO. I'm kind of like a little bit of a wall with women. And because that hasn't worked, I'm more, I'm more like afraid of ever trying that again. And so to get to your original question on like, you know, going all in or something like that between that where I'm at and then my experiences of when I have gone all in and it's been a thing and it's been a relationship and you put that trust in someone it's scary to me getting into a very close deep relationship right now like thinking of the ones I've had in the past that again bad memory because the most serious ones ended pretty catatonically but thinking about that level of trust and that openness and that commitment. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing. Like, you know, I don't understand when people commit to another person and then don't prioritize them. Yeah. I hear you. That doesn't make sense to me. That's not fair. And so I, I'm not going to do that. And right now, and I felt this way now for a year and a half or so right now. That's not something that I want to do. Okay. So, I mean, you you said a couple of things like in terms of the empty commitment without prioritizing, like you commit to a lot of things. You can commit to a, a diet to go to the gym, to do whatever. And it's an empty commitment because you don't prioritize it. Right. So I think, would you ever have that discussion now in the future when you're like, Hey, like, I want to commit to like this level of commitment where we prioritize ourselves on this level. So like, let's meet once a week. Is that okay as a commitment level for us? And then when love, we see each love other, love that you like said that. that. Love that you said that. That is the way I'd look at it right now. Just use an example is if Miss Wright walked into my life and was pretty insistent about it. That's that's what it would take because and that's not a reflection on her it's a reflection on me and just like what i'm doing right now and it's like i'm busy right like i'm very very busy it's not like there's somebody else or there's other fish in no no no. it's like clearly i like you a lot but like i have one opportunity to do what i'm doing right now correctly and that does require my marriage to it so are you okay with that like everything else it's not like like the example we were using earlier, be the total mystery guy who never responds or be the needy guy who's texting her every five minutes. It's like, be right here. Yeah. Be right in the middle there. And I, I think that's the hardest thing in life for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, my experience is usually I go for, I used to always go for guys kind of less than me, like visually, I guess, because people would be like, oh, why would you go for this kind of like loser type? That's like not, not really got a lot going for you in the same level of your capacity for success, let's say, in, in, in the social space. And I'm like, well, because every time I go for someone at my same level, they look at me as like a prize, like a conquest, right? So they they pull out all the moves. And then I'm kind of like, do I give you the cake? Because I, I don't know, I can't trust you, you know? Whereas if someone just has nothing to lose, like that I'm not here to build that person's status up, then it's a little bit more genuine to me. 
So at least that's how I think of it. And whenever I speak to guys, I'm like, how does that like babe, you know, decide to go like kind of go for this guy that was kind of just like a regular dude. I'm like, I would do that a hundred percent. But the problem is based on how I look, I'm always going to get those like high tier guys giving me all this bullshit, you know, and I actually have to like hunt for these other guys that are just regular guys, but they would never speak to me because they're like, oh, this girl just has so many options. Like she's never going to look at me and blah, blah, blah. So it's always been like this weird game. Um, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I don't know if you intended to, but you just pointed out a really important piece of psychology there where like when I look back on it, any time in my life, I've outkicked my coverage like tremendously. Somehow it happens, but anytime (laughs) that's happened, it always has the same pattern. And the thing is the beauty of the pattern is you can't think about it. So me thinking about it right now and analyzing it, I can't (laughs) then translate it to the next time that happens. And I'm in there with, you know, whoever and pulling it off because that's the whole point. You don't think Mm -hmm. because when like, I, I remember my first, my first time that ever happened. And it was like after my senior year of high school, and I met this girl, never, ever thought about like, oh, we're going to hook up. She was yeah. a model, literally, mm-hmm. from California. And I was just like, right, yeah, we're, like she was cool, fun. Like we were hanging out. I was like, oh, awesome. And then like two weeks in, she's like, I'm in love with you. And then just pulled me aside. I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, look, I'm like, this is, this is amazing. But it was because I wasn't, I never even, I, I never even thought about it. I probably never even looked at her tits. I mean, I definitely did, but you know what I mean? Like it was never like a thing where it's like, I want this. It was like, you can't have that. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Move along. So I was not like that type of psychology is very real because then when you talk about like the guys that have nothing to lose versus yes. the guys who have everything to gain for them, the guys who have everything to gain because they're on a similar path as you, like in life and mentality, they see like the prize and they're like, I must have, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And then you're, you're like, what are you doing? You know, whereas the dude who's just like working at the bodega and chilling and ripping a bogue outside, like, Hey, what's up? Like you could walk by, not walk by his day is going to be all right. And suddenly you're like, Oh, wow. I want that. And it's, mm-hmm. it goes back to that same leverage point. It's true. So, you know, as long as you're not a dick, like, and that's where the middle ground comes in. I think you said a really important thing here where there was no expectation. But if you look at that thing as a prize, you're going to count all of the things that you did to deserve that prize. Like how much money you spent, how much time you spent, blah, blah, blah. And then if it doesn't end up exactly the way that you thought, you're like, well, what the fuck? Like this person owes me. But she didn't tell you to spend loads of money, buy gifts, like take her out on like a million dates, blah, blah, blah. She didn't say any of this. These are supposed to be your gestures. And yet you're tallying it up that she owes it back to you in in whatever way, shape or form versus like the other person who didn't have those expectations. And that's why I prefer it because there's no objectification. Like I don't like that. I have to return the favor in any other way. And then that's how I don't have trust. Right. Because I'm like, when when am I going to pay this back? The sales world. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And there's nothing wrong with sales, but I'm saying like a lot of sales are are misguided sales. It's like you are expecting a tit for a tat 
It's a give and a take. And when people are playing the game of, okay, look what I'm giving you. Come on. Are you about it? Whatever. You're not communicating. You are, you're purchasing. Yep. It's not. And like you're negotiating in your head and yes. strategizing how the payment plan is going to work out, but then you don't communicate that to them. And then all of a sudden it's pay time and you're like, what? I didn't know that I owed you shit. You know, like exactly. you created this payment structure in your own head. And then now you're like, I'm here to collect. So I have a couple of questions for you. So in the very beginning of this project, I was, I had this concept of putting everything on the table. So if you're going to meet someone for the very first time, you want to state your intentions. And maybe your intentions are, I don't want a relationship. I just want like a casual physical relationship, whatever it is. And my question usually was, if it is a casual physical relationship, can you say that right off the bat? And most of the time I get this big kind of, "Mm, no, you don't want to come off as a creep. You don't want to be like imposing anything. I'm like, yeah, but then she can just be like, no, real quick. Or yes, real quick, if you're lucky, right? So the other way that I thought about it was like, okay, so if I'm going to start dating people, I changed it to like, if someone asked me what I want, I'd say true love because I just want to filter out fuck boys. And then I realized, well, everyone technically wants true love, right? Ideal state scenario. So now I'm going to get these fake true love wannabes that are just like, yeah, you know what? Technically I do want true love, not lying, but I'm not like actively trying to do the full commitment of what true love means in your definition what is, what's your definition of true love like a soul partner you know like you you um just connect on a on a deeper level that's kind of like you guys knew each other before in another lifetime you know like some kind of magical shit like a soulmate and you you can't know that until you give it th- the test of time that's how i think of it so now i'm like super transparent when i'm just like i'm happy to attempt a relationship with you and like date you in like a romantic sense but I'm comfortable also not having sex until we're making babies so whether that includes us getting married first whether that doesn't we're not having sex until we're making babies which means you have to be at that level of commitment with me to have sex you're at that level that's now that has changed because before I was at like you know what I'm trying to be patient with you like just drop your intentions on the table but the intentions have never been true that I'm like, okay, I might be speaking in a space of trauma at this point, but I'm just like, I am, I'm like, I feel more empowered than ever to be like, there's no way you can sway my, my judgment because now we don't have that conversation about birth control, condoms, extra partners, because if we're having sex, we're making a baby. That's, that's level nine. Like that's where we're going. Yeah. I imagine you get a lot of pushback on that. Yeah. Well, this is also this highlights a, a big problem I have in society. Huge okay. problem. Huge double standard problem okay. with men and women when it comes to sex. When, when a guy fucks around a lot, they call him a player. When a girl does, they call her a slut. Mm-hmm. And I think that's ridiculous. We've now created it where it's the carrot and the stick, not to make it <laughs> too like stereotypical, but it's like, you should you should wait to give it up and, and whatever. I, I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. And I also am very careful about the whole, you know, just sex hunting. Because women, you guys can smell that from a mile away. 
I mean, it's like, it's painfully obvious. Like, okay, I just kind of want to, whatever. And, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, cool. And that's your call. Like, if you want to be like, great, great. You get something out of it too. It's like, we've created this one-sided thing where it's like the guy gets everything out of sex. Mm-hmm. You know what? Some guys don't know how to fuck. So that's true. Like in that case, that it is, but some of us do. And so it shouldn't be that way because it should be like a, like a dual serve purpose. Like sex needs to be a, a, a two ended thing where both people are feeling completely fulfilled mm-hmm. at the end. Like that's, that's it. And, and yeah. that's, I'll die on that hill. So <laughs> now we've created it. Like women in your position, a don't want to come across as being a slut who gives it up too easy. And B you're in a position where it's like, well, and you're not saying it like this, but then this is how it can psychologically come across. Well, when I give it to you, you get it. I don't, I don't get you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's almost like you're saying, well, you've, you've won the game. Now you get the prize. And well, don't you get a prize too? You should. Yeah. I mean, if you're not like, get rid of that guy. I, I don't know what to tell you. So I, like, I don't look at it like, you know, if, if a girl doesn't give it up right away, I'm not about it. Like, no, like, you know, sometimes like the chase is great, but it's also like if it's a prolonged carrot and a stick thing, I'm just like, look, for me, it's not about being sexually fulfilled or whatever. I could go find that. It's just like, like, are we gamifying sex? Like we're, we're animals, man. Like humans are animals. Same thing, right? We're just a little smarter than a lot of the species on this planet. And it's like, well, that's, that's what we do. It's what we do. So I, I have a more nuanced take on that, but I, I think a lot of it stems from the stereotype that we put on women. And I, I think it's from both now too. Like I think for years it was men putting that on women. And now I think women are putting it on women too. Mm-hmm. It's like a double whammy. The sex being a reward is like for good behavior. You know, here's a sticker. You have sex, right? Yeah. And then it's it's kind of yes. like a job. Like I'm just going to give out stickers. Then I don't get I don't get to choose. So like when I want to have sex with someone, they're like, do I deserve the sticker or not? You know? And sometimes when I think like, okay, if I'm going to act like a man, I'm just going to have sex with some random person. Okay. It's not because I like this person. It's because I don't respect them. Maybe. So I just fuck them and leave. But Hmm. that's not how I'm going to be looked at. We don't, we don't talk like that. Like I don't hang out with my girls and be like, oh man, like I just didn't respect this dude. So I just fucked him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, talk, you not, can't talk like that. Even I knew that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not going to make any sense. This guy's like, fuck bonus. Right. So it's, it's not going to work. But, you know, I think when you said like push back on the thing with, um, okay, I'm not going to have sex unless we have kids. Right. That's, that's like, like penis into vagina sex. Right. We can find other ways to have different types of sex. You still get your dick wet in different ways. Right. So I'm not, I'm not ruling it out, but at least it isn't about that conquest anymore. Unless you have a better idea of how to, to play the field where the, it isn't a reward anymore. Because I think it's a connection though too. Yeah. I mean, don't you, like, is that how you look at it? Like sex is a connection, like an emotional connection kind of thing? So I, I think my vagina issue is just like, I don't trust people. And, and mm. like there's there's certain ways that they enter that's just kind of rapey for me or just like shady activity for yeah. me. So I think it's really weird because I'll tell people like I don't like spooning because it's kind of rapey, just slip and slide. Like, can can there be some communication here? You know, and it's only because of what I've been through that I think this way. But I'll be okay with other doors because the other doors there's planning. Your face is there or there's prep work. You know, <laughs> like 
Whereas with the vagina, it's kind of like, that's the prize. That's it, you know? And then they enter. Do you know what I mean? They can enter unannounced. So I think it's not that like we have a connection at all. It's more that the respect level of how, how that behavior, like, or that activity gets engaged in the process. And that has to be different every single time you could be with this person for three years and still need to have that conversation. So yeah, I think it's more that than it is whether or not you have a connection and like slowly, I'm just kind of like realizing how much sex is objectified or like reward based. Cause it's kind of yes. like, Hey, I'm in the mood for a quickie today. I'm like, why would you ever just be in a mood for a quickie? You go just fucking masturbate and then, and like have a real session later. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not a cum bucket for this shit. Like, don't you also want high quality sex? Like, what is this? I'm, I'm here for quick. You should. Business, right. Yeah, you should. I mean, it, and I think that's a, that's a big problem guys have. They feed right into what I was talking about. Like they get they get everything and, and the woman doesn't. I mean, it's like, you know, because we the sexual experience of a male and, and a female are different. Like there is a climax on both end, but it's not they are not one in the same, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward as a guy. There's stuff that comes out, boom, done. Right. Like it, you think it's that straight away for, for a female, but there's a lot more complexity to it. Not mm-hmm. to get too graphic here, but like a lot of guys are just like, all right, you know, she likes it fucking her hard. All right, let's keep going. All right. All right. We're <laughs> yeah. done. All right. Uh, 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 I'm done. Okay, cool. And then they just assume like, Oh yeah, she, she got what she wanted. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably if that's if that's what you're assuming, probably not. You know, there's a there's a lot of nuance to it. And you know, it also takes time, like which is why like the whole quickie thing. I've never understood that because I'm like, you know, unless she's in the mood and, and comes to me in that way. OK, that means like she's ready to roll, whatever. And then we'll see what happens. But like as a guy, that's a bad sign. It's like uh, I want a quickie. Well, that means I'm getting something and you're probably going to be shit out of luck. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I never really got that. That That's the thing. Like, I think when you when you enter a relationship, there are these nuances with trust where it's like, OK, for, for one part, I kind of appreciate that honesty. And then I would hope that the other would appreciate my honesty in saying no to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because then I can I can understand like this is what you want, but then at the same time then go masturbate or start start to, because I, I don't want to be used as masturbation. It's a respect thing now. Hundred percent, and that that's that's kind of what ends up happening. And like you you keep talking about like your own experiences. Are you talking about like just relationships that went bad or you know? Um, I don't know. So. <laughs> You know, I learned this in, in the last season that most of my relationships are with strangers. And that's probably why I started this podcast because I can't go physically see everybody. So this is my way of fucking around with strangers, just more platonically and on an emotional level, which for me has just been safer to, to kind of indulge in these conversations and then see different perspectives for my own healing. So that's kind of how, how we went around it. I mean, it's, that's a different pathway. <laughs> than, than than most but you know it's interesting just to hear you bring up you know how that's like a thing how you how you've set that boundary and stuff with people because I, I understand I, I like you know you're talking about like trying to find true love I think you were saying mm-hmm. I, I asked you what that was and you were saying it's like you just connect with someone on a deeper level I, I think that was right right mm-hmm. so are you assuming that like 
all the other guys are looking for that, which I think a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. But are you assuming that they have any idea what that is? No, I don't. I think I think that's why I answered the question a bit incorrectly, because I think we need to define what true love is first or be able to see what that is first before we say like, right. yeah, I want true love. Because it's really easy to see I want um, a lifelong partnership. You know, that's more of a discussion on terms on a business partnership, on a friend partnership. You know, are you owning a house together partnership? You know, like friends invest together in houses now. That's more of a negotiation on what are your commitment levels. So I think that's like the basic level to discuss. But then I do want that romantic, true love feeling. And what I want is just to love the beauty of, of loving. Like if you imagine the last time you were in love, like everything's colorful. You're just like always happy. You want to be around this person for just no reason. That's what I want. Just like to be like literally in love. But what I'm noticing now is a lot of people, even if they have love, they're refusing to receive it. So I'm just like dumping love into the air, you know? That's, that's a great point. Because I, I think, I think most people, not that my opinion counts for anything here, but I, I think that most men and women are looking for true love, but they don't, they've never thought about what it actually is because what they're looking for is an answer for their insecurities and a stamp of approval from society. Mm-hmm. So the second, let's start with the second part, especially as people get to like age 25, then they start, especially women, but guys too, heavily, they start looking at the clock and they're like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta settle down soon. I gotta find somebody. Oh no, I can't be fucking around anymore. And they start to put all these boundaries on things, which, you know, maybe uh, 50, 60 years ago, based on biology and things like that, it would have been more acceptable today. I don't think it is, Mm -hmm. thankfully. And you don't need to be that way. Because they feel that way, they go searching for something that they already want to write in the answers to when they meet. So, you know, they meet people with the idea as they're meeting them that like, oh, this could be that person that checks this box, that box, and that box. And the the first level of this, which is just the straight up insecurities I talked about is a, a lot of people, same psychology as we were talking about with sex, a lot of people, men and women, they're looking for someone to be able to dump all their needs on hmm. and assume that the other person is going to be happy because they're, you are, you are trusting them enough to dump your needs on them. And they never consider what's going to be needed when that person dumps their needs on you. Because if you're going to do that, it needs to be in both directions. But a lot of people don't go into it that way. When you are going into something with that type of expectation, you're not telling the other person that. So guess what that is? It's a lack of communication. And it's communication that, frankly, if you set it out front should be recognized as, wait, that's wrong. We need to talk about that and see if it can be reset because these people who get true love and find it, they're really just, you know, they're looking for someone that they can show to the world on social media that like, oh, look, I'm settled down and this person actually can't, you know, they, they kind of like me, look at me. 
you know, and then they're with that person. They're like, I think this feels good. And maybe they like a little bit of the sex. And I'm like, oh, it feels great. I must be in love. But they don't really think about what that means. And people throw around that world like that word like crazy. But I think about that a lot. I stay very, very honest with myself about that. And it's I didn't when I was younger. And maybe that's why I did a lot of things wrong. But like I'm very, very in touch with the concept of what it means to feel love. And then on another level, what it means to be in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so like when you say something to me, like someone you connect with on a deeper level, yes, that's the simplest, highest end of it. But yes, that is a major, major part of it. It needs to be like, not just, oh, this person can finish, finish my sentences for me. It's like this person listens to understand and is also comfortable communicating with the expectation that I'm going to do the same. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that level of trust, mm, right? Because yeah. love is like, just a beautiful feeling. And and if you live your life in love, you can, you'd be happy with anything, right? You'd be happy with nothing because you're, you're in love, right? But to trust someone at that level of commitment, you expect that reciprocation. So yes. the thing that you said about dumping your needs, I mean, I kind of have the opposite. I don't know. Um, where my experience, a lot of guys want to feel needed. And I think it's harder for me to date now because I'm just so empowered as a woman. Whereas back in the day, women just didn't have as much control over their own lives. You know, they couldn't vote. They couldn't set up a bank account. They couldn't work, right? So the role of a man in a romantic relationship or a heterosexual relationship is just different now. So there's that struggle of like, well, she doesn't need me. So who am I? Like the only thing I can do is give you dick. And if you're saying I can't add that into the equation, then what the fuck are we doing here? So that's that's my challenge of like i and the thing is i don't have a lot of needs like if my needs are just you know attention or compassion or like conversation whatever right and then i'm like okay that's your time to give me what you need so that i can now give you the love back because you can't just be running on empty you know behaving like whatever you are and this is when it doesn't work because there's that refusal to be vulnerable you know, but why, why stop it there? If you've been asking to be needed. So that was a now, beautiful point, right? Now's your chance to dump your needs. Like, I'm, I'm happy to take them for you. Like if you're, if you're struggling, so why won't you, why won't you go there? Why do you think some people don't do that? You just called out a, perfectly a big reverse psychology. And <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't have put that in words better where you were saying a lot of guys want to feel needed. Mm-hmm. That's, that is so true. You have no idea. I mean, like there, especially today. And this is the weird balance of like, as gender, as women and men have the same opportunities in society, like they didn't in the past, you know, even 30 years ago, it's like, well, now there's a lot of strong independent women out there who are comfortable with that. And they don't need someone to just sweep them off their feet and tell them everything's taken care of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of guys are self-conscious of that because you, you, there is a thing there, you know, biologically, like physically males are dominant. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. And so there is that psychology of like, Oh, the dominant, the strength takes care of the weak. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we're looking at it wrong. Cause it's like, that's what's ingrained in your head. Like, Oh, women are weak. And so a lot of guys, even though they don't think of it that way, they, they're thinking that in their head. 
and you've seen it obviously, because then they're like, oh, well, I'm here to take care of you because mm -hmm. that's their purpose. That's like, that's why I'm put on this earth to do it. And it's like, now women can and should be able to say, no, 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 I don't need that. I'm good. And I think guys have a lot of problems recognizing that about themselves. Mm -hmm. For me, dude, I'm good anyway. If, yeah. if I date a girl that wants to be the CEO of Apple, go be the CEO of Apple. Do it. You need me to show up and do anything for you? I'm there. If I date a girl that's like, hey, I want to stay home, great. Do it. Like, it, I don't have those expectations. I think that unfortunately makes me, in many cases, different from a lot of people. And I, I just think, I, I think you put that very well because that is a big unspoken problem. But I think like it goes deeper than that. Like, I think a lot of guys that I meet are super supportive of that. You know, they're like, go start your own business, you know, be like Kylie Jenner, go do your thing, right? But about feeling needed, it's about, um, or needing someone. It's about you saying like, hey, I'm not, I'm not good right now. Like I'm struggling mentally, you know, like maybe, maybe can you come over and, and help me clean up the house? Cause I just can't get out of bed like that level of vulnerability because then you don't look like a strong man anymore, but you're just not, you're just not a hundred percent. And how can we expect you to be at a hundred percent all the time? You, you can't. Exactly. So why, why have this full blown relationship with somebody and then they're not at a hundred percent, like your girl's not at a hundred percent. And then she's like, okay, well, whenever you're not, that's cool too, right? If if maybe you're out of work, that's cool too. That's what a partnership is like. And that's what I mean by true love. Like the love will never leave you, you know, because because you're not feeling right today or not feeling right for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Like that's ride or die for me. And what I struggle with is having guys open up to that level because like, yeah, I'm, I'm empowered and whatever, but like, can you be to my level of vulnerability? I think a lot of guys are very afraid to appear weak, mm -hmm. even with someone they love. I mean, there's there's this overcompensation now. And I want to be very careful how I say this, but there's this overcompensation about like, you know, guys talking. You, they say it to everything because, you know, it's like they're trying to over-encourage it. But... I'd rather see it that way because that problem is very real. There, there's not like you are clearly someone who's very comfortable projecting how you feel mm -hmm. and talking about it. I can tell that just talking with you on this podcast and this is, you know, some kind of public thing, Yeah, you know, that is something that is very easy for someone in your position, especially as a female too, who's has, many a lot of the time not all the time but a lot of females are much more confident and self-confident in the ability to be able to do that type of thing you know it's it's easy to look at a guy and be like why can't you do that mm -hmm. but it it comes back to at least my friends i know who are like that and just don't do it it, it comes back to this it's like a wall and that wall, they feel like if they break it down at all, people are never going to look at them in the same level of like hierarchical strength. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm not saying you need to do that shit publicly to break down the wall. I don't, that's where I think the encouragement gets ridiculous. Now that said behind closed doors with the people you most trust, which should be the person you're in a relationship with should be at the top of that list. If you're unwilling to do that, that is going to manifest in all the wrong ways every single day of your life, as long as you're alive. And it's like this ride that you, you better hope that there's not a crash at the end of it. And you know, a lot of times there is, but I don't know. Sometimes I wish I could see behind closed doors into like some of my friends and stuff, you know, the ones who have a high opinion on that of, and ones who have a low opinion of that, of like whether or not they have the wall or don't and see what it really is. See if I'm right. But I, I know that it is a common complaint when when I when I talk with women and you know they're they're talking about their partner or their ex or something. That's it's always on the list. It's always on the list. Like Well, I mean, you said that some days you you like to just go out and put yourself into discomfort and you'll just like throw something out there because you're so used to that wall. So what's something that you would feel comfortable releasing? I talked about that in the concept of the chase okay, with women. That's different. And I also said, though, that like that wall, yeah. when it's too hard like that, it's not good. And it's not. But I'm talking about when it actually is like real. Like this is not someone you're like courting, or, you okay. know, like going after. It's like, you know, this person, though, you know. And you've decided to, in your head and them also clearly in their head, take that step towards, all right, now we're really going to talk. You better be able to do it. And I do know that when I get to those situations, I am. And maybe it is like a little uncomfortable for me at first because there is a part of me. I don't know if it would be now, to be honest with you, but there's always been a part of me that's like, what if this person ever blackmailed me or, you know, something like that. But you get to that point and it's like, all right, well, you're going to do it or you're not. My problem and where I have made mistakes is when it's before that point and then I'm just a total wall and then I'm a wall on my way out. They don't even see over it because I don't even talk to them. You know, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's, it is different because it's on a, an entirely new level of importance once you cross over the bridge of, okay, we are, we are a thing. When does that happen for you? I've been in love three times in my life. I know very well, very well, the moment it happened. I've felt love four times in my life. I know very well the moments those happened. And being in love and love, two different things. In love is the ultimate. It's just, it's way higher than the other but it's still anytime you put that four letter word on it it's a powerful thing and they all had entirely different trajectories to getting there by time and experience right mm -hmm. it's not this like well if we talk four times and then fuck on the fifth time and it's <laughs> not it's not like that it is so. very in the moment and you know like it can happen fast it can happen really fast um, okay. How was, what was one of them that you can say, like, how did you guys fall in love or how did you fall in love? It was, I, I would talk about 
what I would say was probably my most serious relationship. And she was another one where I had no expectations. <laughs> so I was like, I know. There you go. Wasn't thinking about it. But I knew her barely. Like I talked to her once. Like didn't know her at all. But then one night she and her friend and me and my friend went out in town because no one else was around. And we talked a lot. And so that whole weekend, no one was around. And the next night we did the same thing at the same place. And when I went into it that next night, I still was not thinking about it. But I had talked with her extensively the night before. And like, I really kind of knew her. I don't want to say knew her, but like I, I understood her and she understood me. The guard was totally down. I, I wasn't thinking about anything. I didn't care. And so then the next night we did it again and it was on a deeper level. And I was like, holy shit. And that was that feeling of love. And then, you know, it got physical. And then a couple weeks later, after spending a lot of time, and I had, that was one time where I had a very good balance of it. I wasn't needy, but I wasn't a fuck boy. You know, okay. like, if she contacted me, contacted her back. No problem. But I went about my life too. You know what I mean? And then once it got there, I remember being like, holy shit. Whoa. Like I am madly in, in love with this girl. And that didn't take long. I mean, that was like a two and a half, three week process, something like that. It can happen like that. And I think... I think the physical plays a role because there is a connection there. There's a, there's a part of it that's that. But if you're relying on the physical to do that, you're going to be very disappointed. There has to be like, as to use your words, that deeper connection, like you guys truly understand. And you have to be able, like I remember maybe like an hour before I got that feeling, we were sitting at a table just looking at each other towards the end of a meal and smiling and saying nothing. And I was like, how did I put it? I was like, I love the fact that I can sit here alone with you in silence and it's not awkward at all. Mm-hmm. There's a thing, there's like a vibe, there's a vibe there. And so that, that one I, I think was like the cleanest example in my okay. life where it went to that level and it, it wasn't a timeline. It wasn't a number of conversations. It was just life kept happening for both of us too, which was cool. It wasn't like this, but then it happened. And then once that did, then yeah, you know, we were all in, we were all in, did everything together. And I'm just like, you know, it was one of those like fairy tale type things. And of course it didn't end that way, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's so, how it, that's how it goes. I mean, you get true love, which is so rare. Like you're saying, you've, you've had that four times, you know, in your entire life. I've had that three times, three times, three okay. times. I felt okay. love four times. You felt love. Mm-hmm. But you've only been in love three times. So you're saying... Love and in love. Okay. In love is in love three times, love four. What's the difference? And true love, actually, when you say true love, though, twice. Because okay. one of them was she was a total fraud. Oh, okay. So you yeah. were in love or in love with the concept. Well, she she was just a, she was a con woman. She was a fraud. Okay. And so she... I don't know if she knew who she even was. Like she was just a horrible, disgusting individual who long con 
I, I don't even I don't even know how to talk about that one. Okay. So two proper or true love moments. And like the first girl that you said, the one that you fell in love instantly with, right? Why did it, how did it end? How long was it? And how did it end? It's a year and she cheated on me. Why do you think she cheated on you? Because I stopped listening. That's, that is why it happened. And she never told me that, but that is, it's a hundred percent why is that, why it happened. And I, and I want to say this, like for anyone who's been cheated on the whole concept of like, you are then going to blame yourself and make it all your fault is bullshit. Do not do that. They made that choice. They did that. It's on them. Like that part is on them. That said, you do not want to go fully in the other direction. Like, yeah, it's on them. Fuck mm-hmm. them. Because if you do that, you have no ability to internalize things that you did wrong that could cause a person to do that wrong, right? Mm-hmm. To go go there, which is their fault. But like, what were the things that got them to a point where they were angry enough that they could be a jackass and do that? Mm-hmm. And for me, I didn't realize that until a couple of years later with that one. It just kind of hit me. But she fell in love with me because I listened to her. And by listen, I didn't listen for what I wanted to hear that then I could say the thing that she, that I assumed she would want me to say back. I listened to try to understand where she was coming from with no plan of what I was going to say and no consideration of what was going to be said next. And there was a moment where that crossed ironically because she told me that and I never realized it, but in my head, you know, we had a pretty powerful moment when she was at a low moment where she complimented me on all that and then told me, you know, that's why she was so madly in love with me and whatever. And what I didn't realize at the time is that in my head, I then became the guy that could say to myself, oh, I know just the thing to say. Mm. So then when she'd be talking to me for months and months after that, slowly the connection went away because I thought I was listening, but I wasn't listening because I was the guy who just knew the next thing to say. So I was already thinking about how I was going to make it all go away. Cause that was her line. She's like, you know, just what to say and make it all go away. And I was well, like, I think oh, that's wow. the thing when you get like that green light, that affirmation of like, Hey, you got, you got the ticket, you know how to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, this happens a lot where you kind of like inflate your ego in that way, you know, and say like, okay, I, I know how to do it. So I'm just going to do it. But then it's just a play now. Right. It's just like a one, two, three, four step plan. And yes. It's you're not you don't even care about the context anymore because you just know that's the play. So obviously you're going to lose all the nuances and the naturalness of what that was. And then, of course, like the love alone can't can't sustain that if you're now kind of inauthentic in that way. Like you, know you just mean? nailed it. That's that's exactly what it was. But why? Do you it was think really that- it was cool when I figured that out though. Because it wasn't, then I didn't look back on it. It was a couple of years later. So I was, at that point, I was long over it. But I was like, holy shit, that was it. It wasn't like, oh my God. You know, I was like, wow. All right. I really learned something there. All right, cool. You mm-hmm. know, which was, was a nice way to look at it. I don't know. Yeah. And I think I struggle a lot with that still, where like I can see when people start doing that. Like they think that they know me at this stage. Maybe you've known me for like a couple months. You've had a couple interactions with me and then you start behaving on a script, mm. right? And then I'm like, well, why do you think that there's a script now? 
not to say like you just suddenly become lazy, but it's just like, why turn it off if it was so natural to begin with? Like, so why you start you thinking that? about it? Okay. You start thinking about it and you start, you start making the same assumptions you were just talking about. You assume that, you know, you assume mm-hmm. that like, oh, this is how it is. This is what they, the minute you start thinking that, you know, someone better than they know themselves. And maybe you don't think that in your head, but you, you act like it. It's, it's, con, it's self, con, it's subconscious. You're done. It's over. It's a matter of when. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to wrap up with a couple of questions for you. Sure. Um, so you kind of said that you're, you're really prioritizing yourself right now and your work. So if true love is going to knock on your door again, and with your learnings of your two <laughs> true love instances, how would you navigate differently? Would you accept it? I would totally accept it, but it would go back to that point of the conversation would happen immediately out of respect out front. I mean, literally, like opening up my book and showing her exactly from behind the scenes what I'm doing and what this takes and what the potential timelines are and what the monetary situation is, all of it. And saying this existed before you were here and I love it and I got my opportunity right now to do it. So I have to do it because if I stopped because of you, I'm going to hate you for that. And that's not your fault. That's mine. But I'll be blaming you and this will be over anyway. But if I keep going as well, when this is happening with you, I'm not going to be able to give as much of me as A, I have in the past other women and B, as what is acceptable to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for anyone's time, but a woman who you're going to trust and call your partner, I'm going to have more respect for that than anyone else. So I wouldn't dare ask for someone to, to give of themselves to me when I can't match the bare minimum expectations that are a lot higher than most people, to be honest with you. But those are the expectations I have of myself in that situation. When I can't do that, I'm not I'm not going to not tell you about that ahead of time. And I'm not going to make it very, very clear so that you have the chance to say, hey, that's not for me. In which case, I am not going to hold it against you one bit because that's the whole point of me telling you. My expect, I go into that conversation expecting you to be like, damn, right person, wrong time. Mm-hmm. But like, if you then say, I'm cool with that and I'm willing to support it, then it, it does remain a con it would remain a constant communication thing. I would need, it's not like I can say, all right, she gets it. We're good. And then yeah. never talk about it again while the process is happening. I need to be open. Like, and that can be a part of me sharing what's going on. If that's what she wants me to do. I assume she probably does, but you know, it depends on the girl. Like then I could, I could be walking her through what's happening. Mm-hmm. And why this, this shit's happening. So she can understand like, oh, that's why he has to spend eight hours on that. Oh, mm-hmm. that's why that's why I see that. Okay. You know what I mean? If that situation happened, I would not turn it away. But my barrier to entry right now, as I told you, is extremely high. And I don't expect that situation to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like the only barrier is time. Right? Like you're mm-hmm. you're basically asking for someone to be understanding that you're busy and like, the whole world is busy, you know, and you can make time within the time that you're free. 
So like, why, why do you think that's like the biggest thing? Cause like, if it's true love, you know, there, there can be some level of compromise that you'd put in to be like, Hey, look, like I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get true love again. And I, at the same time, I don't know how long I can work this hard, um, at this time. So which, which choice are you going to make? It's tough stuff, but you know, it is time because time is how you allocate it. And right now I have 90 to hundred hour weeks. That's not going to change. If it changes, I'm done. Yeah. Simple. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the highest level, easiest way. Like, but I'd need to explain beyond that. The conversation would be a lot more nuanced than that, but that is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, are a lot of people busy? Sure. Do a lot of people pretend to be busy? Yes. Not for nothing. I think people like you and I kind of understand what real busyness is. You know, mm-hmm. you you went out and built your own thing and I get that. Most people don't. There's a difference. Yeah. And I think a lot of time is wasted on thinking about the potential of something or the loss of something or the lack of something, right? So you you spend this time ruminating about this stuff when you can actually spend it living, right? So like you don't literally clock in all of these hours. Like you're in at the office maybe at these hours, but like your head isn't there. You know what I mean? In that time frame, you can send a million memes, love notes, you know, some kind of show of, of how you feel without that literal, like I think there's a lot of... um expectation on the type of time you know Mm. and this is what i'm saying back to that like these dudes think that they got to be with me at 100 percent. you know like i gotta have my phone off we gotta be in a nice like ambience in this restaurant and this gotta look like this and blah 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 we have to some fancy wine etc and i'm like i don't need you at that level you know if, if we're gonna just have this daily life situation you can't talk to me because you're a night owl and you want to do things at night then call me in the morning Call me like when you're walking to the bathroom, like, I don't care if it's a five second deal. So I don't believe in time. I'd rather believe in effort because then it doesn't matter if it's, if it's the level of effort that I'm now judging based on time, because people waste a lot of time in just their physical presence somewhere where they're not really there. I agree. I think a lot of people have the symbolism of what constitutes effort though Mm -hmm. and they have the expectations going into it and that's what they then want and so when they don't get it they don't pay attention to the other things they have because everything you just said about how you allocate those other little things that would be pretty easy for me to do and i would do it is she gonna understand that i don't know how would you have that conversation with her pretty similar to this yeah I mean, it would, it'd be longer and it'd be a little more detailed. It'd be showing her things. Okay. Talk about trust. I mean, it would, I'd be at that level where it's like, okay, well, we're deciding to go there. So if it's even a consideration for me, then I trust this person. So, you know, let's show her behind the scenes. That's, that's what I would do. And I don't think about that much, but I did kind of wonder when I started all this, what that would look like if that happened. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty comfortable with what that would have to look like. And it would require complete 
transparency and honesty on my end more than anything. And I was perfectly comfortable with that because I assumed if it got to that point, if it was like at that, Hey, you, you got to be able to do that with some people and take the chance. So mm-hmm. that's why like, life is life. Yeah. And the way I think of it, it's like, if there's a will, there's a way, but um, yeah. you know, we, we talked earlier about your fear of trust. So how would you be able to have more trust with someone in the future? What would it take? Mm. And that could be like a personal thing for you to figure out. Or does that person help you? I, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a feeling. Okay. There were, there were a couple times in the past few years because the one, the one that really fucked me up and killed my trust was the, the psychopath, not the, not, you know, the, the cheating one that happened, you know, it happens. It, life goes on. It's okay. Not to take away from that, but it's after a certain amount of time, like you can establish the self-confidence to also recognize like, okay, what you could do better next time, but also that like, Hey, that person doesn't deserve you. Cause that's what they did. But I think I could get there. It's just, it would need to be very drawn out there. It would need to build over time. And I haven't had anything sustainably building over that period of time. Okay. So it's kind of an unknown, mm. but people got to get over certain things. That's my thing. I'll just have to get over. And I think I can. Yeah. I don't, it's not something I sit up at night like, I'm never going to trust anyone. It's just <laughs> like, I'm probably not going to let you in at the start. And then if I get there, I'll know it. And when I get the vibe historically in my life, whatever it is, I do notice when, when, it, when I do. Okay. And then I respond accordingly. Yeah. I mean, at least you've felt it before. So yes. you'll, you'll be able to recognize it, right? Um, yes. My last question is, is there anything from today's conversation that you'd like to invite another man to elaborate on in another episode on the show? Mm. the concept of true love okay yeah i'd like to hear a lot of guys talk about that because i think most of them not not just guys i think it's i think that's it it's different on both sides but i think it's a problem across the genders big time i think people think they understand what that is and maybe you have to have felt it for real for real to know what it is maybe that's true and that's that's harder said than done. There's people who've been married for 40 years and never felt it in their life. I don't take that lightly, but I, I have felt that. I, mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. And I know what it what it is. It sounds like you have too. And I'm very aware of what it is and how it's defined and everything that goes into it. Because there I think there are people who can feel it and then just assume that they feel it in the future. But it's different because they're not they're trying to get the outcome that they desired before it began. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. that does not work. Yeah. And that's why I use it as the answer for what are you looking for? Because if you're looking for stability, if you're looking for compatibility, if you're looking for, you know, a partner that works with your lifestyle, that's easy to list out. But true love 
that's something you got to experience together. And both of you have to agree to be open to discovering if that exists. Yes. And that's where the truth comes in, right? Because you can fall in love over time, but that could mm-hmm. be like genuine appreciation or respect for somebody or like you're just really grateful for them or whatever, right? But like the true part and then the love part like combined is just another level. Completely. Completely. Yeah. This 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 was a really interesting conversation, I gotta say. Yeah. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to go like this. What did you think it was gonna be like? I thought we were gonna talk all about like gender, which we did, but not, yeah. you know. I don't know. It's such a there's so many different I mean, you and I were talking last week just about coming on and I said it then and I'll say it again. I'm like, there's so many different levels you can go when it comes to men and women. It's like that's a yeah. that's older than time, man. The way I think about it is like we could easily talk about genders, like gender roles, but then you talk about it in an intellectual way. Whereas this, like, you have to use personal experiences, you have to use like kind of metaphors or examples mm-hmm. of things. Then you get to a deeper level of it um, because that's more nuanced. And then we end up still talking about gender, but not in as direct intellectual way as we're used to. Right. Yeah. Right. How did you feel kind of like going through the interview? What was it like for you? <laughs> no, I, I, I felt pretty good. There were a few times, especially at the beginning, I was like, oh, are we going to talk? Oh, fuck it. Right, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, without going into detail again, I, I don't, at this point, I, I this is like a mass thing or whatever, but yeah. I wouldn't care either way. It's like, fire me for being honest, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm going I'm to tell you what I think. I'm probably wrong about half of it, but there's, there's something in there I'm right about. So I'll live with both. Yeah. keep going so this this is it's an interesting way to like you know just shoot the shit on this stuff and actually get pretty deep about it and the way you did it was my type of style purely conversational and so i was like oh all right we're gonna talk about this we're gonna talk about that okay and i'm just kind of going with the flow just like we were talking at a bar which is kind of cool Okay, that's all I got for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed this opening of season four. We're really getting into building better relationships and choosing to change our old habits and taking a step back to reflect on things like wanting leverage in a relationship and not appearing weak and you know how one-sided sex can be if it's conditional and focused on good behavior and just our general mixed feelings about true love. Make sure to subscribe, and if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram, and I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Masked Men.